Hello and welcome again to the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, Whiskey Madness 2020, The Final Pour, a four-week-long blind tasting tournament featuring 16 whiskeys from America, Scotland, and Ireland. I'm Scott, and joining me as always is Ed. Hey, everybody. And for this round and every round, our friend and bartender extraordinaire, Anders. Thanks for having me back, guys. Our venue, once again, is the stunning... Whiskey Tangent Arena in beautiful downtown Marlton, New Jersey, a.k.a. my kitchen. And the crowd is simply crazed this time with anticipation. <sighs> but first, if you haven't already, in order to better follow along, go and get your Whiskey Madness bracket at the link in the description, because I'm not going to read it again, pinned to the top of our Facebook page and in our Twitter feed. But to describe things in brief, we have four whiskey brackets, bourbon, rye, scotch, and Irish each of which contains four whiskeys that Ed and I will taste blind in a series of battles in successive rounds to see who reaches the final pour. Last time, we did the four round one bourbon and rye matchups, three of which went into overtime with one stunning upset, and the fourth was a nail-biter to the very end. Today, we're doing round one of the British Isles side of the bracket, and Ed's going to kick us off by revealing the four scotches and the four Irish whiskeys that are looking to make their whiskey dreams come true. Thanks, Scott. Yeah. So we have Akatashan, a single malt whiskey, Johnny Walker Red Label, Chivas Regal 12 Year, and Lagatashan. <laughs> I knew can do it, right? Lagavulin. Lagavulin, yeah. Lagavulin. Do it again. Do it again. Lagavulin. Perfect. Our Irish whiskeys will be Red Breast 12 Year, Powerless Irish Whiskey, Jamerson Irish Whiskey, and Green Spot. An amazing array of delicious whiskeys to partake in today. Yeah. And this is our first big foray into Scotch whiskey, which I said it is. in the last episode, we're including to make ourselves better people. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, we're excited to have you here, especially because we don't know a whole lot about Scotch. It so feels like I'm taking the aspect of virginity. Yes. <laughs> That's right. You're, you're popping our Scotch cherry? Yeah. yeah. Kind of? Uh, yeah. Kinda. The... Um, <laughs> We we did a little pregame on some monkey shoulder, which is very popular yeah. right now, and it was uh, very nice. Actually. I, li- I liked it a lot. Yeah, I was surprised how much I liked it, and so uh, that was a good thing to kind of prime our Scotch uh, whiskey pumps. Yeah, pipes that stuff is really tasty. <laughs> the pipes from Scotland. Yes. Oh, the pipes, the pipes, pipes they're calling. <laughs> That's Ireland, though. Damn it's, it? Uh, next bracket. <laughs> <laughs> right, next bracket. So the first bracket we are doing are the scotches. So the first matchup that we're doing would be it, number two and number three, which the, is the Akintoshan and the Chivas Regal. So I'm mm. going to talk about Chivas Regal first. It is a Speyside blended scotch. Its mash bill is 100% malted barley, as almost all scotches are. Yeah. Proofing in at 80. It is a 12 year. The distiller is Strassisla. Not saying that right. The bottler and the U.S. importer are the Chivas brothers, and the owner is Pinot Ricard. Chivas Regal traces its roots back to the 1850s when the Chivas brothers, who were grocers, started blending different whiskeys to create something that was smoother and more palatable to their customers. This is blended from whiskeys that are at least 12 years old, but there are 18-year and 25-year expressions as well. Distilled at the oldest continuously operating distillery in the Scotland Highlands, dating back to 1786. 
Chivas is now the fourth best-selling scotch in the world. It was a struggling brand in the 1940s, but their marketing team had a crazy idea. They proposed to double the price, but not change the whiskey at all, (laughs) counting on customers' innate misguided sense that price equals quality. And it actually worked, and their unit sales quickly doubled. Today, in economic and marketing circles, this phenomenon is actually called the Chivas Regal effect. I love that. Love yeah. it. It's amazing because it's so true, and, I, and you see it in I'm so many places. That's my old fashions. Yeah. All right. If someone came out with a bottle of whiskey today and you saw it on the shelf for sixteen dollars, you're like, "Yeah, I'm not buying that." Yeah. And you have no idea it could be the best whiskey. Ever. You're like, "I'm assuming it's not good." Right. Uh, the tasting notes: honey, ripe pears, green apples, vanilla, hazelnut, wood, and butterscotch. And going up against it is the Akintoshan American Oak. Yeah. Akintoshan is a single malt whiskey founded by Irish refugees mm. in 1825 on the outskirts of Glasgow. Akintoshan is one of the last active distilleries in the lowlands. In common with other lowland and Irish whiskeys, Akintoshan malt whiskey is distilled three times, as opposed to most Scottish malt whiskeys, which is only distilled twice. Mm. So this triple distillation process has the effect of softening the flavor and the body of the end product. Akintoshan Distillery was established in the Dumbartonshire estate of Akintoshan in 1823. Since then, it has had six careful owners who have handed down the unique production process one to the other. That's unbelievable consistency mm. in product. This lowland malt distillery rests at the foot of the old Kilpatrick Hills, overlooking the famous River Clyde, mm. once renowned as the Scottish gateway to the world. I feel like I'm there. The fuck that means. <laughs> so when you're drinking this, you're looking for a nose filled with toffee, some sweet spice from the oak and a hint of orange, along with that classic Akintoshan grassiness. Mm. Expect the grass and porridge notes to increase along with sweet fruits and some oak spice. Once again, we're looking at 80 proof, and uh, this one is growing a little bit of popularity in the States. Oh, cool. I think uh, this one will be the most interesting of the scotches, because our next one, I think we're going to know which one is which, because the Lagavulin one is very smoky. Mm-hmm. But with this one, like the tasting notes are pretty similar. So, uh, the proof is similar, yeah. and we haven't, at least we haven't had these recently. I'd never had the Akintosh and put the Correct. Shivas. Uh, so, I don't know. Anders, what do you think about the matchup? So, one of the things that I love about scotch is similar to different different regional uh, variances in American whiskey. There are four distinct regions for scotch in Scotland. The Highlands, the mm-hmm. Lowlands, the Speyside region, and Isla. Right. And they're all very different. As you mentioned with Akintoshan, Lowland whiskeys are very grassy, very earthy. Highland whiskeys tend to be a little bit more, I, I kind of think, uh, dessert-like. Uh, that's like your after-dinner scotches, a lot of apple pie spices in there. Um, Speyside is like the iconic whiskeys, you know, uh, your Johnny Walkers and things like that. Macallan, too, McAllen, right? Macallan, of yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, Glenfiddich. And uh, Isla is, someone told me once, when people think about scotch, they think... Isla and they drink Speyside. Right. Isla are, like are your smoky, peaty right. whiskeys, Lafroy and, and Ardbeg and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I think it's going right. to be really fun comparing all of those today. Yeah, I'm excited because we haven't done any scotches. Well, we did one. We did the Game of Thrones scotch, but that doesn't really count. Right. right. We haven't. We definitely haven't done an episode. That was just a short. We're hoping to do one quite soon. Yes. We're going to do it like a scotch episode for bourbon drinkers trying to get into scotch. Right. Because like, so. that's us. Right. I love it. <laughs> Okay, we're going to have Andres move to the preparation area, and we're going to start the first round of uh, today's bracket. Akintoshans verse Chivas Regal 12-year.
All right, so we're about to get started. Hey, Scott, read the rules for everybody. Let them know how we're going to do this. All right, so these are going to be a little shorter than last time. Um, we have four tasting glasses, two marked A, two marked B. Anders will pour the whiskeys for Ed and I to taste. Ed and I will write down our choices and submit them to Anders, who will read the results. If Ed and I chose the same whiskey, Anders will declare that whiskey the winner. If Ed and I choose different whiskeys, Ed will pour glass A and glass B for Anders, who will taste them, make his choice, and we will declare that whiskey the winner. The end. Anders is passing us glass A. Glass A. Thank you, sir. And glass B. One is Akintoshin, one mm-hmm. is Shivas. Okay, mm. I'm nosing it. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I have no idea because I hadn't had these. I've smelled them these. both, and yeah. I, I hate one smell more than the other. So we'll see how. Good yeah, I don't like one of them either. I think this is going to do a great job of both kind of being a great introduction to what kind of scotch you'd like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It might be. And helping pick up on the characteristics between all of them. It's going to be fun. Ooh, I quite like that one. Let me turn this one. So we have um, which two um, areas of Scotland do we have represented here? So Shivas is kind of interesting because it's made from Speysides, but it's produced in the Highlands. Right. But uh, the Alcantoshan is distinctly a lowland style right. whiskey. And Speyside is sort of in the Highlands, but it's its own region in and of itself, yeah. right? Because it's around what? Um, it's around Glasgow? I believe so, yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah it, uh, the immediate region around yeah, Glasgow it, it, is it, space. It's side. pretty central, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know this involved whiskey geography. <laughs> well, you you were the one with the regions, so. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a whole new experience. I, I almost wish I had a little bit more to taste in the glass because, like, I feel like I need more because it's I'm such a novice with my taste. Like, I'm trying yeah. to go through different things, add some water to it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. A is, to me, a little sweeter. Sweeter and a little milder. Yeah. When I tasted A, I was, I was reminded a little bit of, of a bourbon. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But it has that mm, that spicy barley flavor sure. that uh, that I know scotches have. Uh, B is a little bolder, yep. uh, a little less sweet. It's a more Probably complex flavor more complex. than A, but I think a... Hmm. See, I'm, I'm overthinking this. I'm starting to think, well, what would a scotch drinker like? Well, right. that's not what it's about. This is what, what would you What like? do I like in my mouth right now? Right, right. Mm-hmm. All right. Ed is submitted. I feel like you chose Scott poorly. Is, Scott has made his submission. And... It's a tie. Fuck me! <laughs> Stop not choosing what I like. Did you guys work this out so that I can just drink every single <laughs> Between last episode and this, I'm, I'm really liking it. Oh, you. man. Overtime. Ed has poured glasses A and B for Anders. Oh, good. Here's glass A. Yeah. And glass A and glass B. Now, we were mentioning Anders has a better scotch palate than we have, so it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, yeah, which one he chooses. He's nosing the A. I have to say, I, I liked both of them. I also liked both of them. Yeah. Surprisingly, because I had a bad impression in my mind of Chivas over the years. And mm-hmm. yeah. maybe my palate's changing from all the whiskey I've been drinking. And, maybe. You know, who knows? Yeah, it's really nice. A, I thoroughly enjoy A. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really interesting. Huh. I still have a little bit of mine that I'm still tasting. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Chivas is a 12-year expression, so it's not like it's... Right. It's, it's, it's no slouch. It's just, it's just widespread. Sometimes when something's widespread, like we, we talked yeah. about Jameson has a bad reputation. Mm-hmm. Jack Daniels, right. you know, old number seven, has a bad right. reputation among higher-end whiskey drinkers because it's just... It's like the Black Album from Metallica. Oh, it's so popular. Yeah. It's just kind of watered yeah. down. Because that it's probably something that they, they had already drank. They right. drank and they moved past it. So, right. so yeah. now they're saying, well, True. I don't like that stuff. But, right. You That's know, a great point. Yeah. A. 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 Wow. What is it? I am shocked. Shivas Regal. Oh, fuck me. Upset. Damn it. I lose again. 
Augentosh. That was so close. Too. Are you serious? Really? Unbelievable. Oh, I'm surprised. Another upset by an old, I mean, should it be an upset by a whiskey that has been around for a long time? Wow. I'm so it's surprised. In, it's in every single bar when you walk in. If it doesn't have Chivas or Johnny Walker Black, then you have to ask yourself, That's like, what so type of bar are you in? Hey, it's the fourth it was most so popular. fucking close. It was so close. And it was just the sweetness of the Chivas. I don't know why. And the Augentosh, it's a little bit more complex, I think. Mm-hmm. I think I see what you tasted, Scott. Yeah. I really like bolder flavors because we talked about before yeah. our origin stories and Knob Creek was my origin story right. and I don't have a like really delicate palate. I need the bolder flavors to t- actually taste what I'm tasting right. and the B had the bolder, bolder flavor and more complexity and that's why I chose it. And I'll tell you what, Scott, I bet if we go out into the scotch world, they would probably consider the Augentosh in a, a better scotch. Right. Know? I mean, they in might. In the sense of the upper end, you right. know, smaller batch, right. blah, blah, but, blah. But, you know, Chivas Regal is the fourth most popular scotch in the world, best-selling right. scotch in the world. Right. So, I mean, it's not like nothing. Like, right. And as you said, it's 12 years. It's 12 years old. And it had a mild upset and it's moving forward to the uh, finals of the bracket now. Absolutely. Right. And, and you know, between the two, I got this beautiful grassy note e. out of the Akintoshin and I thoroughly enjoyed that. Very soft. Yeah. And I got flavors. it too. Sure. Yeah. Today, this very day. Yeah. Any given Sunday, I suppose, yeah. I went with... A. And that's what we're talking about. So, yeah. so what I did just now is I took a big sip of the Chivas, and then you do get some of that. So I was sipping them very right. slightly, but if you take a bigger sip of the... This is you get more I of really the think that we should go with a little bit more whiskey the next round. Let's have a little bit more in our glass to play with. Sure. You, you want to go with a full ounce? Yeah. You know, ounce and a half? Do a full shot? Yeah, yeah, ounce and a half. Let's do it. Yeah. Right, we, we were a little light on the whiskeys last time, right. so we were trying to uh, conserve. But right. uh, I think we're better now. <laughs> yeah, we have plenty of this. Yeah. Plenty of scotch, as you can imagine. Right. All right, so we're going to take a quick pause, and Anders is going to set us up for round two, which is going to be the Lagavulin versus Johnny Walker Red, and we'll talk about them and why they're here. So we're back with our second matchup in round one of the Scotch whiskey tastings that we had an upset at yeah. Chivas. This one I am upset about. People from Chivas would tell you that it's not an upset because of the fourth biggest whiskey in the world and they've been doing it for a long time and it's, it's true. A, and it's a 12-year expression and but we were surprised. And so now we have Lagavulin, which is from which part of Scotland? It is an Isla whiskey. Right. Mm. Which just tends to be a little smokier. So going up against the Johnny Walker Red, which is a... That's going to be a Speyside blend. Okay. Right. So I'll go first with the Lagavulin. Sure. We have the eight-year. It is, as Andre said, an Isla uh, single malt scotch. It's mash bill, again, 100% malted barley. Proof is 96. Uh, it is aged eight years, mostly in ex-bourbon casks. The distiller Ooh. and bottler is Lagavulin. The owner and U.S. importer is Diageo. The word Lagavulin is an Anglicization of a Scottish Gaelic phrase meaning hollow of the mill. The usual expression people think of when they think of Lagavulin is the 16-year, but that's mostly because the 8-year expression was only introduced in 2016 to celebrate the distillery's 200-year anniversary. But it was so well-received that they gave the 8-year a permanent place in their core line of whiskeys. That 200-year anniversary is a bit of a fudge, since there were actually two rival distilleries that ended up merging in the late 1800s under the name Lagavulin. But the oldest of the two did start in 1816, and it was the first legal distillery on Islay with illicit distilling habits 
happening there since the 1700s. Wow. The tasting notes apparently are smoky peat, cinnamon, vanilla, saline, white pepper, and apple crumble. Nice. Who's it going up against? <laughs> I'll tell you, it's going against Johnny Walker Red Label. Now, it was launched in its current form by the brothers George and Alexander Walker in 1909. Though it had existed as Walker's special Old Highland Red Label for some years previous that. Hmm. Alexander blended a type of whiskey which is more suited to mixing with club soda than the heavier, more old-fashioned whiskeys. And he named it after his grandfather. Johnny. Walker. Red? Red. It's old grandfather <laughs> right now. It's Red Label. <laughs> he had started the family business in the 1820s. So today, it's the world's most popular whiskey. It's sold in more than 200 markets worldwide. And it's been the best-selling Scotch whiskey in the world since around 1945. So wait a minute. Not just the best-selling Scotch whiskey, the best whiskey overall? That's what I'm hearing. Oh. Together, Johnny Walker sells 223 million bottles a year of all the Johnny Jesus. Walker expressions. Wow. Uh, the so- Johnny Walker fans are screaming that this is the expression that we chose. <laughs> right, just like the Jack Daniels right, single barrel rye. All of their expressions. And I'm going to go through them briefly so you understand what other expressions are out there that you okay. might be more familiar with. Right. Um, like I said, the red label is the classic. They have a lot of colors. Yes, yes they do. Yeah. I like that. It's, okay. a, it's a colorful bunch. Yeah. And um, the Johnny Walker Black is a blend of 30 to 40 malts. Mm. The, then they have a double black and they have a green. Ooh, double black. Green. Um, which is very good from what I hear. And green. I'd love to try it sometime now that I'm Anders on the Anders likes the green. Yes, Anders does like it. Yeah. Then there's gold. Gold. Okay. Um, there's a platinum. Oh. The famous one is the Johnny Walker Blue. Mm. which people i feel like people don't know what the fuck they're talking about with scotch whiskey they go out and they buy a blue and then they shove it up your ass like oh look i got a johnny walker blue you want some of that you want some of that do you and it's like did you taste any of the other ones yet or like did you just jump there you so? jumped right to the blue yeah so yeah. that that kind of pisses me off that. give the girl a kiss don't go right for the clit here's uh in defense of blue Oh, in defense of blue. In defense of blue. Oh, wait, okay. oh, wait, I wasn't just expecting blue. Uh, I was just expecting people to buy blue. No, right. No, no, but fa- go ahead. Facts, though. I'm going to do a defense of Johnny Walker blue, and then I'm going to rapid fire through my opinions on all of them. All yeah. the colors? Yes. Okay. All right. So in defense of blue, blue label does not have an age statement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because as a blending distillery, they buy up all these other things. And so the youngest thing in, say, like the platinum is going to be an 18. Mm. Right. After that, what do you do? Right. So blue is a blend of all of these really old whiskeys and some younger things as well. So there's no age statement on it. So it could be like a really great six year or something like that. There also could be something that's 25 year in there as well. Right. They don't want to own the, their youngest spirit in there because they could have a 30 year scotch in there. Yeah, exactly. Right. So do they put out different expressions like every year or something or they try no. to keep it consistent? No, that's the, that, uh, okay. they try to keep it consistent. That's okay. the, that's the kind of distinction between single malts and blends. Blends. Uh, really quick. Red. Thoroughly enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Black. Iconic. Mm. Double black. Why? Black is great already. Uh, (laughs) Green, the best one. Gold, mm, platinum, not really have to try it. Blue, I will drink it anytime someone buys it for me. Right. So what makes green so good? Um... I tend to gravitate more towards uh, Isla Whiskey, and the right. green just kind of rubs me that way. I see. Well, I would hate the green most is what you're telling me. Yes. <laughs> you would hate it so much. That's great. It's good to know. Love and, it. And on that note, shall we? Yes. Yes. All right. So, absolutely. Here we have A. A. All right. And then... Okay. And then B. And then B. All right. So, the, the, my speculation is we're going to know <laughs> right away. Oh, Yeah. Oh, for Christ's sake. 
<laughs> it's like glass B is on fire. It's so, so yeah. smoky over there. Yeah. Right, so I think Somebody call the fire department. Fire. But now, see, it doesn't matter that I know what A and B are. The reality is, right, do right. I like them? And do I like to taste them? Because it's really about me in this round and not about what the world thinks I should like. Oh, oh it's about you. It's always about you, Ed. It's very yes. narcissistic. <laughs> it's also about me, damn it. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, oh, except I always get them wrong, right, so, so fuck me. Maybe later. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> All right. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to try A and then B. Wow. A is actually, there's some distinct notes of smoke and an all in there. Right. So we poured ourselves a little bit more this time so we can take right. bigger yeah. sips. Right. These are uh, one and a half ounce pours. And I'm going to add a little bit of soda to each of them at the end because that's what they suggested to do with the uh, red label. So I'll I do mean, it to both. I mean, scotch and soda. A is definitely a scotch. I mean, you're, you're not getting away from that. It's sweet, though. Yeah, the, yeah. Very vanilla, light spice on the nose. Yep. for the first one it's funny it does really? have a smoke a it has does smoke have finish. a tiny little bit of smoke there's yeah. a smoke finish to a there really yeah. is a, a more smoke than shivas did that's oh, yes. for sure oh yes i agree yeah. so now we're gonna go to b now, now to b so johnny walker red label is what i drank with my grandmother on my 21st birthday wow i'm sorry b i just we just tasted b oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't mean to interrupt you no, but we fine. just tasted b like a bowling I mean, We're not supposed to know. How, how do you know? <laughs> oh, my God. The Lagavulin <laughs> is so complex. Uh, we Trust me. If you were here, you would know exactly which one we're talking about because the Lagavulin is so smoky. What am I smelling? It's because it's I smell the smoke, but there's something. Oh, it's peat. There's definitely peat. Yeah, peat. but there's something right beneath that I can't quite uh, put my. Tongue. Sadness, maybe. <laughs> Sadness. The house burned down. Drink it all. Do it. Wow. You know, I, I don't even feel like I can go back to A without drinking something in between this right uh, now. I'm, I'm really surprised that I don't hate the Lagavulin. What did you do? Put, I, I put added, water in it? I added soda to mine. I oh, soda. Okay. Try the uh, scotch and soda. The Johnny Walker with the soda. Hmm. Spectacular, isn't it? I, it's a little thin. I, I know. I know. You know, I, you know how I do. All right, I'm going to have some water for both I of would, them. In the future, I wouldn't put soda on the... Oh, did you put soda in the Lagavulin? I, I felt it was only fair to do that. I wouldn't do Blasphemy. that. Blasphemy. Yeah, don't do that. I put some water in the Lagavulin. Sorry, B. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like okay. we gave up the ghost a little bit. We had a choice. Yeah. Okay. We're not picking the same one. I know we're not. Scott has submitted his uh, selection. Mm. Interesting. Oh, man. I tried not to look when Ed was writing it down. All right. And the verdict is... Lagavulin wins. Oh, no way. And I'll tell you why. The flavor was so thin with the Johnny Walker after I tried the Lagavulin. Absolutely. Similar to what we had with the Akintosh and the and Shivas, but not nearly as great. Yeah. What sold it, when you gave me the one with the drops of water in it, and it opened up the so Lagavulin, much. so much flavor, and I realized that this is a superior whiskey. Yeah. And I enjoyed it the most. That sip I enjoyed the most of all of them, and that's what carried the day. The complexity of that flavor was elite. I, I think like it's a bit of an upset, right? Um, I it? mean, it's the top oh. seed. But uh, it's an upset because we're not scotch drinkers, and that's yeah. a very scotch yeah. drinking scotch. I, yes, I, com- I, w- I completely agree with you. Said it, and um, adding the water in it when I tasted it—that's why I pushed it toward you yeah. after I added the water and tasted it because it toned down the smoke. Yes, very much. Because when you're tasting it neat, the smoke really hits you, and it's a little bit overwhelming. But to a non-scotch guy as well, especially. And I'm, I'm telling you, I was going A until that last taste. And I go, you know what? That's actually a lot different and really the best whiskey on the table right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, so Please feel free to 
support yourself. Yes. Nice Lagavulin. I already did. Okay, there we go. There we go. <laughs> nice. So Lagavulin, the top seed, carries the day. Yep. Uh, I think Johnny Walker definitely represented themselves well. Right. It's it's just a thin. It's just thin. Sweet. Yeah. A little bit of smoke, but and, not complex. And I at would all. definitely drink it with Anders and his grandmother on his twenty first birthday. She, Haven't been there. She's a great lady. Maybe we'll have it some other time yeah. together. Great. Yeah. So oh. moving on to the top eight, Lagavulin versus Shivas. Right. That's right. Yeah, next oh, time. Lagavulin wow. Shivas, completely different. Yeah, wow. wonderful. So we're going to switch gears and start the Irish whiskey right. We love the Irish, so we saved this for we last do. bitches because we love Irish. You guys are going to have to help me on this one. Yeah, okay. that's all right. No problem. No problem. All right. All right, just pass the corned beef and cabbage and let's get going. <laughs> So we're back now after an educating first round bracket in the Scotch area, yeah. where we learned some things about ourselves and we learned some things about Scotch. We're now entering into more familiar territory for Scott and I, and evidently less familiar territory for Anders, into the Irish whiskey bracket. Now, the tables have turned. We have a top seed of Green Spot. Mm. The second seed will be Redbreast Pasta Whiskey. Mm-hmm. The third seed will be a upstart whiskey powers. And then, of course, we brought in the most popular Irish whiskey in the world, Jameson, Irish whiskey to be the four seed, which we've done in a couple other brackets, giving a little salute to the one that's enjoyed by the most people and to see how it holds up against ones that are kind of supposed to be better than it. And so now in the first round, we're going to go two verse three with the Irish, which will be Red Brass Pot Still Whiskey 12 year, going against Powers. And, and this is the one that I've actually been excited about. Scott? Yeah, the Powers Gold. We did it on episode six. We paired it with Jameson. We have been fans of Powers for a very long time since that uh, we mentioned it before on the podcast the Anglesey pub in Wildwood where I found myself a little bit inebriated on the steps I found you inebriated oh, on the steps yes I found myself lost on the steps <laughs> the highlight of that night was as I said on the, our episode 6 was Scott jamming with the house band singing <laughs> Down Under by Minute Work that's right at the top of his lungs right it was an amazing night we had a bartender that took a liking to us and he had us try a myriad of Irish whiskeys that night with Powers being the one he said was the one that we needed to try did it was his favorite Irish whiskey. We right. have, I think, we have a reputation of befriending bartenders. Yeah, we like bar- bartenders. You like guys us. are good at it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we are. Right. Right. So uh, Powers, uh, Powers Gold Label, to be specific, it is a blended Irish whiskey. It's a blend of pot still and grain whiskeys. The mash bill is a hundred percent malted and unmalted barley. Uh, the proof is eighty six point four. There is no age statement. The distiller and bottler is John Powers and Sons, in conjunction with Irish distillers. The owner and importer is. Pinot Ricard. Right, yeah. Fun facts. During the 1960s, John Powers and Sons joined forces with their old rivals, John Jameson and Sons, <gasps> to form Irish distillers, owing to the decline in Irish whiskey that we talked about way back in episode six. Way back. Although historically a single pot still whiskey, Powers Gold Label is now a blend. They recently changed their bottle and label to much criticism, mostly because people don't like change, but also because the label is no longer gold. And both the bottle and the label can only be charitably described as boring as fuck. (laughs) Have you guys seen it? 
It's stupid. No, I haven't. However, tonight they are in their old throwback uniform, hoping to wow us again with their classic taste. Right. So we have an old label here. It's got the gold shield on it. Yeah. So, so that's not what it looks like. I'm going to get it up and I'm going to show you guys. Powers, Powers Irish Whiskey, the gold label. And this is what it looks like now. Oh, shit. It's fucking ugly. Right? It's got like an orange red border in a diamond shape with a P in the middle. I don't know what they're trying to do here, but I fully agree with the people in Ireland saying, fuck that. It's, it's ridiculous. Awful. It's like a superhero, like a superhero. If you put something on your chest and your power is whiskey man or something. I feel like they did it to like compete with, I don't know, um, new uh. craft bourbons uh, or something in america because that's what it looks like it looks the other like one had such dignity and a gold shield why the fuck would you replace a gold shield with an orange diamond you're ireland you have that history to pull from yeah exactly fuck. yeah I, it's so generic looking it's so, it's dumb. so terrible your country has castles right switch back the new label has gritty on it it's so bad <laughs> the <laughs> fucking flyers man, mascot yeah. i have a strange affinity for gritty i know you can't yeah, cross on you I, yeah, he does. I was like i hated him the first fucking month and He's i'm like you cracked know what? out muppet and then <laughs> like <laughs> gritty's a fucking warrior man like he won me over he just doesn't care he did. like no giving death threats on twitter and like, <laughs> like hitting children he's like bring it on allegedly right but yeah. i kind of think he's the perfect mascot for philadelphia right because philadelphia when it first came out everybody hated it but then everybody else was hating it it's like don't you dare do anything to gritty <laughs> Fuck he's you, he's right. so so my tangent of the week i feel like this kind of goes along with that uh, Philadelphia should not be part of PA. It doesn't fit in. Philadelphia wow. should be in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, really. We should just extend our borders and just suck yeah. it in. Yeah, yes. we, could, we could be like Trump and drop a Sharpie right. around the map. <laughs> exactly. Actually, we, we should just Sharpie Philadelphia into New Jersey. It only makes right. sense. Right. But Philadelphia is more of a New Jersey city. Absolutely. I agree. Like Pittsburgh is definitely absolutely Pennsylvania. Yeah, people are nice. It's yeah. clean. People are nice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Right. They're, they're, they're like, yeah. But Philly is fucking your mother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So back to the back to the Irish whiskey. And like you guys were right, because they have so much history to pull from, Anders, you said. Yeah. They, they had been continuously producing powers for nearly 230 years. Wow. And that's the fucking label they chose. It's terrible. I mean, if you guys can go online and see the powers new label. And I will be shocked that they don't switch back. It's terrible. Yeah. So the tasting notes, because they didn't change the whiskey, thank God, are honey, nuts, malt, wood, buttery caramel, and spice. Right. Now it's going to be going against Redbreast Pot Still Whiskey, 12 years old, distilled at the Middleton site from malted and unmalted barley. Mm. It's then matured in a combination of American oak bourbon barrels and Spanish oak Oloroso sherry barrels. It lost in a shootout recently on our podcast. Mm. In episode 22, to the top seed, green spot. It has a flavor of nuts and sweet notes, has a great finish of dried fruits, and a touch of sherry. Yeah, Anders, what do you think about this? I, I, I know you said you have a limited Irish whiskey uh, right. experience, but I know you have experience with Redbreast 12. I've enjoyed both of these whiskeys before. I, yeah. have, I have a limited working knowledge. I have a vast drinking knowledge uh, of both. Okay. I, well, that's right. good. Yeah. yeah. That's all we need. Yeah. <laughs> so I think Powers is a great sleeper. Yeah. Which is delicious. Definitely. And then um, Redbreast is iconic. I, I mean, really like both of these whiskeys yes. a whole lot yes. and have never tasted them inside by no. side or even in the same you know drinking session tasting them blind is going to be amazing yeah 
Maybe we'll get another it. upset. We'll see. Maybe. We'll see. So uh, Andres is passing us the glasses yes. for A and B. Glass A. A is okay. coming out now. And I, we, we've increased the pour to like an ounce and a half, which we really think is a good idea. Here's B. And now oh, B. Yeah. yeah, this is definitely a good idea with the extra whiskey because now I have time to play with it. <laughs> I can add water to it. All right. Here we go with A. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Ooh, I've, I, I've smelled both. I don't have any idea which are which. I like the smell of B better. I agree. Hmm. Interesting. A had some uh, cinnamon. All right. Mm, wow. A is really good. I will tell you, I have thoroughly enjoyed A in the past. Mm. I could also say the same about B. <laughs> wow. You're not helping us. Not at all. Or, or hurting us, actually. <laughs> I have to be as unbiased as possible. <laughs> right. Tasting it neat, the smell, like I said, I like B better than A, but I think I like to taste A better than B. That's where I am too right now. Yeah, so putting some water on it is going to be interesting. Curious to see how this kind of goes. Yeah, this there is without a doubt nothing that we've done so far as close as these two no. are. <laughs> this is the perfect wine tasting. I'm mm. perplexed. Huh. Now, my opinion has changed with the water on it, so now really? I don't know what to do. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm just going to flip a coin. Honestly, these are so close. Ed has made a submission. All right. That was the closest thing ever. That, Scott has made his submission. The one that gave it to me, there was a little bit more sweetness and flavor to it. Okay. This feels like when you, you're you opening up the envelope and like an award show. Yeah, yeah. It's a tie. Damn. God damn it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised by that. I have no <laughs> idea which one we all chose too, so it's not like I even know. I chose B. Overtime. Ed has poured uh, glass A and B for Anders. All the, right. One is the red breast and one is the power's gold. Knowing what I know, I'm shocked that I picked what I picked. Oh. Right, because we have not revealed which ones that we had picked. No, but I'm over here on this side now. Right, so now, now you I, can now see I it. Now I know what I picked. Let me right. take a sip of A. I, I still have some of mine. I like both of them quite <laughs> quite a lot. <laughs> They're delicious, yeah. man. They are both spectacular. That is, that's tremendous. That's really Maybe. Will Anders <laughs> pick with Ed again uh, in the fifth tiebreaker that we've had? It's so fucking funny. Are you agreeing how close it is, though, Anders? So far, they're really comparable. They're Actually, really delicious. A little bit of water. Wow, he actually put one drop of yeah, water. Yeah, he's, he's not putting a lot. We put more than that. Yeah. He, he's like measuring drops. He is. It's almost like he's putting bitters in a Manhattan. It's almost like he's a professional bartender or something. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we've had both of them neat. And yeah. both of them with some water. He's going to add more water now. Oh, okay. He barely added water. water. He's going to have some, a little bit more. Yeah. He wants to open up that other one. Oh, I hate this. At least pick up so, the pen. So, <laughs> at least hold the pen to give the illusion of writing. Yeah. Because <laughs> that will help you uh, make a decision. All right. Here. Yep. 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 No, no, no. You just tell us. Just oh, tell you me. can just tell us A or B. Yeah. A. A. The red breast in a close one. Yeah. Anders, okay. The second seed moves on, and Powers definitely represented himself. Hold I on. Picked, so who picked red I breast? Picked Powers. You picked red. Breast. I picked red breast. Yeah. We agree. <laughs> I was yeah, I was the the man out, but you know what? I do got some Powers love, so I'm not surprised. This yeah. is the first time Ed was wrong. This uh, might make me drink Powers more. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, Powers is so really good. Powers. Powers was really well represented, and the it was red so breast close. is just a teeny bit more complex. It's and more complex, and yeah. the Powers is a little bit sweeter. Yes. All right, here we go. We're going to take a little break and come back with the uh, top seed green spot against Jameson, the biggest selling Irish whiskey in the world.
the G-O-A-T Jameson versed the number one green spot. Scott? Yeah, so green spot, going to tell you a little bit about it. It's a single pot still Irish whiskey. Mm. It's uh, mash bill is 100% malted and unmalted barley. Its proof is 80. Its nice. age is 7 to 10 years. The distiller and bottler is Michelin Sons in conjunction with Irish distillers. The owner and U.S. importer is Pinot Ricard. It was featured in our most recent episode we recorded prior to this tournament, episode 23, in which we paired it with Redbreast 12, which just squeaked out a victory Ugh. against Powers, but it had lost to Greenspot in our episode. Right. I tell you, if we could have had a try-tasting of Powers, Greenspot, and Redbreast, yeah. it'd be amazing what would come out of that. Um, it's called Greenspot because very early in its history, the distillers would put a spot of paint on the barrels to denote how long to leave it aged. Blue was seven years. Green was 10, yellow for 12, and red for 15. And for a very long time, the whiskey in those barrels was produced by Jameson's famous, but now shuttered, Bow Street Distillery. All the colors were eventually discontinued, except for the green one, which is the only single pot still Irish whiskey that has been in continuous production since the early 1900s. Wow. Yellow Spot has been resurrected, however, in recent years, as has the Red Spot, which was just re-released in 2018. And this goes to the tasting that the local lounge is having. Yes, the March 11th uh, tasting, we'll be doing Green Spot, Yellow Spot, and Red Spot. That's going to be tremendous. Right, so that probably just happened before this episode came out. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. By the time you hear this episode. It was so good. It was so good. Right, and uh, coincidentally, the tasting notes were... Barley, dried fruit, caramel, spice, honey, citrus zest, and a touch of oak. Right. So, honestly, on paper, even though Jameson, you know, sells probably in the area of 35 million bottles a year, if not more, Green Spot is not nearly that much, but it's a high level. I mean, you're talking about price yeah. differential of almost $30. So, I'm not expecting Jameson to be able to take it down, but let me give you a little rundown on Jameson, mm. um, since I'm the one that's doing Jameson, and I'm just bullshitting. Um, <laughs> this is the best-selling Irish whiskey in the world, and not without reason. It's a light and clean-tasting beverage. It starts over with malt and vanilla and some citrus. It's got some oak flavors and earthiness to it. You know, Like I said, they move 35 million bottles of Jameson a year. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. That alone validates its place in the tournament it's been much aligned as it's become more of a shot and a novelty and a pickleback mm-hmm. and that's recent so you have to look at what it's done in its career when we featured it on episode six right. with powers in fact we like powers a little bit better however right. jameson acquitted itself very nicely we were surprised and we had only had it in shots right the old city special in philly was like an old crow or a wild turkey and a PBR for $4. For $5, sometimes you get the Jameson. Yeah, you get a Jameson for $5 in PBR. So, Anders, what do you think about this matchup in particular? Oh, I mean, you, of course, have experience with Jameson. And Green Spot, you're going to have a tasting. I, yeah, so I love I mean, I've been drinking a lot of Green Spot lately in preparation for this tasting coming up. Sure. Mm. I love the way you train. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so here we go. All, All right. right. A's and B's this. coming out. This is... Uh, yeah. Green Spot versus Jameson. Oh, this is gonna be so great! Uh, I'm excited for this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. One is fine, but right. one is exceptional. Yes. So we actually might get this right for a change. Oh man, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's not about who's right; it's about what you like. Yeah, but I mean, as far as the seating goes and all that, I'm hoping that we're. I'm, I'm tasting what I'm tasting. Well, we got bullet right. And that was the last one of the uh, American whiskeys. Well, yes, because you're going to eventually get that bullet sponsor. <laughs> I actually pre-gamed today with some of their barrel strength uh, bourbon. It was delicious. Oh, man. All right. Ed has made his Sorry, submission. Okay. And the winner is... 
It's a tie. No, it's not. It's a tie. No. No, it's not. It is a tie. No. Oh, no. I swear it is a tie. (laughs) Holy shit. Overtime. Okay, so we're back at Ed is Poured. Overtime. Overtime. Yet another tiebreaker. How many tiebreakers have we had? I mean, how many drinks have I had? (laughs) I'm absolutely stunned by this one. Wait, is this the third of this round? So we've had six overall? Was it? No, we chose the The Jet Lagavulin. We split on the Akintoshin and the Shivas, and we split on the Red Breast and the Powers. We did. Okay. This is the third one. We've done three tiebreakers in each podcast. I'm sending A over, and I'm going to send B over. I didn't realize how tense this would be. Yeah, no one knew. It's crazy. Oh, man. Blind tasting. Folks, do it at home with your favorite whiskey and some other whiskey that you think you don't like. Just try it. Maybe we'll do this in the lounge. Do some blind tastings. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Holy shit. It's been an eye opener for me. I've learned a lot. Anders is sniffing A and B. I can't detect the one giveaway (laughs) of one of the whiskeys. Yeah, Anders has a bit of a cold today. What are you talking about? I'm in perfect health at all times. <laughs> Anders is in perfect health at all times. I, I've tasted <laughs> I've tasted both of them again, and I realized that I was definitely given an accurate account, uh-huh. and I chose what I chose. Okay. All right. We had a tie when I really thought it wasn't even close. It was closer than you would think uh, going in, knowing the two whiskeys. And this is something that, like when we're doing the tastings at the whiskey lounge, like the Hill Rock, mm-hmm. when when you're able to taste six or seven Hill Rocks side by side, you'll mm-hmm. never be able to do it. Right. They're like $90 a bottle. They're $20 a glass. So tasting all those amazing expressions side by side to be right. able to say, I like this particular finish the best. Yeah. It's a luxury. And that's why I encourage people to go to tastings because you get to do things like that. Absolutely. Or start your own podcast and do a bracket right. <laughs> tournament. Like, and bring in an expert like Anders. Just have an amazing time. Right. All right. He he does not want to make a decision. I'm telling right. you right now. I know. He is avoiding us. He's like, he's now like walking around away from us. He's like down the street. He left. He's down the street, took both classes with him. He's not talking to us. He doesn't want to have to commit because either he goes with the number one, which is easy, or he creates an upset and he doesn't want to be part of it. Right. But yet Jameson is telling you like, go ahead. It's all right. With 33 million bottles. It's right. all right. A hey. lot of people like me. Hey, we're the number one Irish selling whiskey in the yeah. world. People drink me all the time. Time. I've made my decision. All right. Yes. B. Green spot. Woo! And Scott and Anders have chosen Holy the same together. Shit. I chose That's Jameson. Insane. I have no idea that Jameson would be so difficult. Shots of Jameson for everyone. It's incredible to think that Jameson almost beat Green Spot, and I'm not casting shade on your decision because right. Anders was having a difficult time right. with oh it too. God, it was, it was easy difficult. for me. Right, you owned But it. that doesn't mean right. it's easy for everybody. Um, it's all about what you're tasting at the time. Right. It's a strong $15 difference between them. Easy. The thing about Green Spot is like, for, for me, on the nose, there's always that distinctive green, green apple. apple smell. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Green apple. And you didn't hair, really smell peach. it. I didn't really get it. Yeah. I didn't either. My problem with this, the Green Spot now that I know what I tasted, yeah, was everything in the first taste yeah. was amazing. Oh, when it died for and you, and then it just fell off a cliff. It and doesn't have that strong. The Jameson finish had like this Jameson. like little yeah. burn finish that kept going. Now it wasn't as good as the first two seconds of green spot was like everything. Yeah, but wow, man, like Jameson just kept burning and and just kind of like the flavor kept extending. And I'm like, oh, I, I kind of like the fact that I'm still drinking over here. The interesting thing about Irish whiskeys, these are all like 80 proof. Right. They don't have a, like a syrupy mouthfeel like a right. lot of bourbons and ryes will have. Correct. Uh, right. or, the, or the scotches. Right. 
And that, I think, is kind of what you're talking about. Right. Green Spot was so smooth. Right. It smoothed its yeah. way out of your taste palate because you liked the way that uh, Jameson finished. Right. So the green, the, right. The Jameson is a little roller. And I kind of like that. Right. And that's why I went that way. Exactly. But you guys chose what is traditionally the higher expression. Right. And the number one seed has succeeded. <sighs> right. So this has been an amazing round. I mean, uh, the Irish whiskey has been spectacularly entertaining. Yes. I can't I'm, believe I'm I chose baffled. Jameson. Damn. All right. I so, Jameson after this. Right? Seriously. We're going to do shots of Jameson no. right now. Shit. No, we're going to do simple pours on right. the rocks of Jameson. Pinky out. Yeah. Pinky out, everybody. Pinky out, baby. Pinky out. All right, man. So uh, that's it. To recap, who's made it through? Scott? Uh, Lagavulin, uh, the, the number one seed, beat out Johnny Walker Red. Akintoshin lost to the Chivas Regal. Which is uh, an upset because Chivas upset. Is three. So it's one versus three. Yeah. Green Spot eked it out in a tiebreaker over four seed Jameson. And Redbreast 12 feet out uh, Powers Gold. Right. So the, the favorites wow. did win in the Irish whiskey. And then next time that we get together, Henry McKenna versus Willett Potstill. Bullet versus Willett Family Estate Rye. Right. So Willis and two of them. Yeah. Then it's going to be Lagavulin versus Chivas. Correct. And Green Spot versus Redbreast. I can't imagine how stressful the next one's going to be. It's going to be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Welcome to my nightmare. Oh my God. I think you're going to like it. Later. Later. Cheers. Stop what you're making, everybody here knows that you just fake it.